Hello, welcome to ListCast, where the best things in the world come to be judged. On this episode, the best rock albums of the 90s, part 3, with special guests, Jeff May and Vanessa Gritton. Okay, welcome to ListCast, everybody. We have guests today. Vanessa Gritton's here. Me! Vanessa Gritton's on her phone. I was pulling up my list. What the hell are you doing? Pulling up my list. You you will pull up your list when you pull up your list. Wait, I don't know where the cameras are anymore. There's three of them. Oh, cool. That one's you right there. Aha, no one can see Vanessa anymore. What a loser. Nice try, fuckface. <laughs> that one's Adam. That's me. Hi. Yeah. And uh, there's Jeff up there. Unreachable. So please don't try to reach this. Jeff May's here. Yeah, 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 he is. Yep, we're all here. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. all uh, doing podcasts today. We are here to do the podcast. We are talking about the best rock albums of the 90s. This is the third and final installment Whee. in this series of eps. That's short for episodes. Yeah, saves short me. for Mike Epps. <laughs> yeah, saves me a lot of time when I talk using abbreviations like that. So his name like is that. Mike Episodes? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The whole family. That's why there's multiple Epps. Mike yeah. and Omar. Omar episodes. Be- yeah, because there's several episodes. Are Omar Epps and Mike Epps related? They are brothers. In the family sense? <laughs> <laughs> they get it. All right. So our topic today is best rock albums of the 90s part three. Like I just said, just to go through the rules quick, we each brought five picks for best rock album of the 90s. We're going to go through our picks one at a time. That will take us up to a list of 15, at which point we each take turns cutting two from the list. Cutting two, just like the number of Epps cousins in show business. Cousins. Cousins, okay. Cousins, Omar and Mike. That, 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 that makes more sense. Once we're down to a list of nine, we'll let someone in the audience save one that was cut, but we have to decide what... Save me! What word I'm gonna get they should uh, comment at us. The first person to send what word? Hitler. <laughs> For those of you that didn't catch that, Hitler. First, Hitler is your word. First Hitler. Apparently. So uh, first Hitler gets Colin James Harrington and Shane Tipping are our two Hitlers. Colin James Harrington, your first. Shane Tipping, your second if Colin James Harrington goddamn disappears. Which happened look at once. All these, look at all these Hitler fans over <laughs> here. Huh? Well, a whole you? lot of Hitlers in the audience. Weird. All right. Should we get started? Yes. Why? It's like seeing all the Hitlers coming. <laughs> <laughs> just a wave of Hitler. Some, oh, no, I actually just did the yeah, hand. Yeah. Someday I'll take this to sponsors <laughs> and go look at our audience engagement, and they'll scroll through and just see 25 Hitler, Hitler, Hitler comments Hitler. in a row. And, and me accidentally seek hiling. Yeah, sorry. And we we just, will get that sponsorship yeah. in Trump's America. Yeah, exactly. We asked. Uh, we asked uh, who was right. <laughs> and they just we didn't guide them. That's we just, just said best rock album of the '90s, and people started messaging Hitler at us. It was crazy. It was the shitty Hitlers, and their <laughs> album was called Shitler. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? I cede to the lady. Me to uh, the lady then. For my first one, I'm going to do My Bloody Valentine, Loveless. Good fucking pick. It's one of my favorite, not just favorite albums of the 90s, but like favorite albums of all time. And it's where I believe like shoegazing as a genre 
exist, like became a thing. Um, like foot fetishes? Yes. Yes. But like naked, no. It, it's, it's where that kind of experimental punk started happening. Like one of the things I really love about the album itself is, oh, fuck, what's the name of that all instrumental track? Uh, I don't remember, but I know I what you're talking about. You know which about. one I'm talking uh, yes. about, where yeah. it's just Ode like, it's Disney, <laughs> and it's terror all at once, yeah, it's really and it's great. like really sweet and syrupy, but terrifying, and like, it, the entire album feels like a Fantasia cartoon I haven't seen before, and it's that really early shoegazer genre where you're just kind of like this is creepy but i love it and it's it's one of those albums that you always like try and bring up whenever you just meet someone like 10 times cooler than you where it's just like don't you love this thing but in general it's just a phenomenal album and it's i think the best of all of their albums oh yeah for sure the opening song on that album holy shit only Shallow, I think, is, isn't is Only Shallow the opening song? Because someone left that in the comments, but I think they're referring to the instrumental you brought up. Only Shallow is the instrumental. The opening song, the way to describe it is, imagine if a song can properly illustrate opening up on a beautiful countryside and then everything goes to hell. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, so, it's one of my favorite opening yeah. tracks from any album. That's a good pick. I, I like got. it. That's a very good pick, man. Jeff, what do you got first? Uh, I'm going to pick an album that I have actually recently rediscovered as being one of my favorites, and that is uh, Anima by Tool. Oh, God, I love uh, that album. That, that whole, like, the title track, Anima, is fantastic, and when I'm stuck in traffic in L.A., I basically sing it to myself because that whole song is about uh, California falling off of the face of the earth. Right. And that song, you know you know the, song, the Anima song, right? The... It's like, it's, it's a great album. I get that undertow tends to be like the fan favorite, right? People tend to be like, well, undertow, it's got sober on it and all this stuff. Um, I'd actually put stink fist as being one of, if not their best songs. Oh yeah. That's the opening track that they have. Like it's what a so crazy good. fucking video that like, was too. Th- all their videos are insane. Yeah, but like, Stink Fist especially. Was yeah, fucking like, nuts. Like they really all go out of and I, and I look and and you look at all their songs. Uh, you know, Stink like the the album tracks like Stink Fist, Eulogy, H, Useful Idiot, Forty Six and Two, Message to Harry Manback, Hooker with a Penis, uh, Jimmy, uh, D. L. R. Von Sertan, Push It. Uh, Push It's Push fucking it, amazing. Really? Yeah. Push It's the song that he's singing when he chokes that dude out on stage. Oh yeah. You ever see that video? that video? It's one of my favorite videos of all time. Um, there's something about that album. What was it? it that 97? Was that around when it came out? 97, 98? I think so, yeah. 96? Um, no, 97. 97. Wait, Anima, was that later? I think Anima's 97. 97 or 98. Yeah. Because I remember seeing that shit on like Total Request Live, I was of a, course. I was a junior when I was enjoying it. Yeah. So I'm giving it a few months or so before it was... Before it hit me that it was actually released, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, when you're in high school, you're not like, oh, here's the latest track. So I'm guessing it was probably 97 or early 98. Um, but I was uh, I was super into it. No, it was definitely 97. Nice. I'm sure a million people have already. It's 97. Mike Stanton says 96. Oh, wow. So it actually sat for a while. Uh, it's Actually, great. Mike Stanton said 97. Chris Laherty says no. September 96. Mike Stanton also says 96. Yeah. God damn it, Mike Stanton. Mike Stanton, get your shit together. Um, there's something about sort of like the the drums on, on this album are very strong and they really sort of hold together. I think this is where Tool found. Yeah. Really, like I'm saying it like I'm not the craziest industrial mm-hmm. rock music fan. Like I'm not 
I'm not like insane about it. Like I've never been to like a Gravity Kills concert or something like that. But there's something about this specific album that mm-hmm. speaks. Um, it sounds like they hit their groove really strong, and it doesn't really suffer from that slump that you get after the the first big album, and then yeah. your second one comes out, and sometimes it's awful. But this one, I don't know, like the 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 drums hit well. The whole thing it really just kind of seeds itself together, and you know their songs are. Not every song, but the tool, a lot of their songs are like six minutes minimum. Um, yeah. Sorry, I saw it's on deck and I'm. Uh, well, that's not exact. I was just okay. researching to make sure I had one of my facts right. Uh, to do a minimum six minute songs, and I, I never feel like they've gone too long. No. That's one of the things I can give Tool. Tool was like the first album my brother showed me where it's just kind of like, you're cool now and we can share this thing with you. And every. So I didn't because it was like one of the first albums they shared with me. Three minutes seemed too short for a song because I just got used to like six minutes and on yeah. to where like when I started listening to the Ramones, which is like after Tool, I was just like, wow, they're it's like a sneeze. Yeah, it's funny when you shift because the 90s were really best for having either crazy short or crazy long yeah. rock songs. Uh, and that was that that was I think for me, Pork Soda by Primus was the first album that was given to me when mm-hmm. I was probably too young. To like get it, and so that was a weird one. To oh God, like I know I was a- like a little too young too because I remember my brother sitting down and like <laughs> describing the Tool discography to me. My brother's just like, "Do you know what it means to watch something die from a close, safe distance?" And I'm just like, "I still have dolls, but tell me." <laughs> I remember I borrowed a DVD from a friend of mine of all the Tool music videos. It was like this like limited release video, or yeah. whatever. It took me like 45 minutes to work the uh, the title menu because it was all like tooled out and you couldn't yeah. figure out what to do. It took me 45 minutes just to get to the videos. That's crazy. It's so fucking. That's so tool, though. Yeah. My brother. I think my brother may have been pirating that album. Uh, he was like from tape to tape recording. And for some reason, when we did the when we took out the the second tape, like mm-hmm. the Maxell or whatever tape, you heard the album. But over the album was a detailed description of an anti-terrorist group taking over a previously taken oil rig. (laughs) And it was like somehow... That happened. Yeah. And we, my brother and I have been chasing that because, like, we've tried figuring out how it worked, but there's something about it. Maybe it was some sort of like weird anti piracy thing or something. Yeah. It's something they would do. Right. Like, because they're really fucked up with stuff like that. Like, they would do that. They're like Monty Python, but with innards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With a lot of wacky gag, but you're scared now. Claymation nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. There we go. Uh, For my first pick, I am going to go with a band that a lot of people will not have heard of called The Jesus Lizard and an album called Goat. Because here's the thing about 90s rock. Everyone tends to credit Seattle with what we've come to Mm -hmm. know as the grunge sound, like really detuned guitars, like almost a heavy sludgy kind of sound. Nay, that shit comes from Chicago and Milwaukee and bands like Killdozer, and bands like the fucking Jesus Lizard. I love Killdozer. Right? I was really hoping you would just say... Steve Albini. I was hoping you were just going to say... I love Big Black, and I love Steve... Killdo. I thought that was going to be the name of a band, and I was so into (laughs) it. That should be, yeah. But Killdozer, not as good, but still pretty great. Still a pretty great 
great name. Can I tell you my st- favorite Steve Albini story? Yes, ever? Really go quick. for it. So uh, it was Dave Grohl. I don't know if it was with Foo Fighters or Nirvana, uh, but they were doing something with Steve Albini, and they were at a specific recording studio, and Steve Albini talks about waking up one day and seeing Dave Grohl shaking him awake with the top of his baseball cap on fire and going, <laughs> Steve, Steve, there's a problem in the studio, Steve, but not addressing <laughs> the baseball cap. And every time Is he in I, Home Alone? <laughs> I don't know, but it's my favorite story that he yeah. tells because he just describes opening his eyes and first seeing first seeing fire and then seeing yeah. Dave and then completely different problem being brought to the yeah. table. Quick, quick, quick. I joined the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing about and and that if if you really are into grunge and like early Soundgarden and shit like that, go back and look up those like late mid to late eighties, early nineties Chicago bands that were on Touch and Go Records, SST Records. There's a reason. Uh, I mean, Smashing Pumpkins comes from that scene. Uh, Butch Vig, who produced Nevermind, his studio was in Madison, Wisconsin. Hugely influential, and I think Goat by the Jesus Lizard. Among that scene, it's per, it's my favorite album. David Yao is almost not even a singer. Like he describes himself as like a melodic artist or something because it's not even. I don't know. It's hard to describe. But they are that whole scene was massively influential and massively underrated. And I think this was the best album that came out of that scene. You know what's crazy is I'm Manchurian candidating a bunch of bands that I have forgotten about as we're talking about this. Like as you said that, I'm like, oh, you mean like uh, that guy Vast Visual Audio Sensory Theater? When you were like <laughs> doing that, and then I'm like, wait, why? Why do I remember that all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, so that's my pick. Yeah. The Jesus nice. Lizard Goat. That's my first pick. Vanessa, what do you got? Uh, my next pick is No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. Uh, yes. I, I have like to represent Anaheim. Uh, you don't have to. I have to. They were very nice to you when you lived in Orange County. That's an <laughs> so- point. You were always treated so well by the people of Orange County, I- especially <laughs> the whites. <laughs> they were great to me. They only called me the N-word incorrectly one 20 times. One nickname. Um, that was your nickname. It was just one nickname. Uh no, it was cool for me just because I felt like every other scene, every other town like had a band. And it wasn't until I like learned No Doubt was from Anaheim that I was just kind of like, oh, cool. Something great can come from this very boring, yeah, nothing's mostly tourist-funded yeah. poop hole. But uh, <laughs> I mean, like me and Disneyland. Um, <laughs> There's kind it. of a thing there, right? Like me and Disneyland. Uh, but it was the thing that like introduced me to Gwen Stefani's blowing on a dandelion vocals. Uh, I just got Tragic Kingdom rhymes with Magic Kingdom. Oh my God. I just <laughs> Holy got shit, it. I did too. I just got that it's Anaheim and it's the Magic Kingdom. I never Kingdom got that either. Tr- Fuck, man. Fuck. There's layers to it. But it was also like the first, it was the first No, uh, no Doubt album I listened to and it like introduced me to that like blowing on a dandelion back in the throat. <laughs> kind of like Gwen yeah. Stefani voice that he has she has uh but it was something so different and so fun and also you can imagine it playing at like the end of every 90s movie prom scene even if it's not in there you could just like you mean don't speak or just literally anything just a girl just pick just pick a 90s movie and you can probably convince somebody no doubt was in a prom scene in it because it's just that quintessential in your head uh yeah 
but it it gave the world a lot of no doubt bangers, and I love them. I, yeah, that that album was one of my that was heavy rotation. Well, it's yeah. because it was her post breakup, but recording in the band with the person that they kicked were recording her heart during in the, the break. <laughs> they were recording during the breakup. <laughs> yeah. Jill Jam Joom in the comments says, "And the last horse crosses the finish line." <laughs> I mean, we both missed it. Yeah, I didn't, like I had. Well, I remember after watching Breaking Bad, like uh, when. Saul Goodman popped up. I was like, oh shit, Saul Goodman. That's really clever. It's all good, man. Like, that's yeah. what that was. And then this was when I was working at Cracked. Like, four seasons in, Cracked does a video, and I think it was Cody Johnston says Saul Goodman and goes, oh, I just got that. And I'm like, motherfucker, what? How did you not get that immediately? And now I get it. Yeah. Because Tragic Kingdom. Yeah, it makes sense. Mike Stanton says, uh, no doubt banger equals Blake Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to air horn that and fucked up. By the way, somehow during uh, the research that I was doing for this, I fell down a deep 90s country music hole. Oh, wow. It was like deep. There's some stuff that I was like, oh, yeah, Randy Travis was good. And he looks uh, like John Mulaney. Yeah, Dwight Oh, Yoakum. my God. Yeah, there yeah, was so much. He does look like John Yeah, it's Mulaney. crazy. It's crazy. Uh, also, also, it was super racist, but like in a not like in a bad, like they weren't being bad, but like Tim McGraw's a song called Indian Outlaw. <laughs> and it's like, you could see he's like talking about how he reveres the culture, but he's like, I'm an Indian outlaw. Half Cherokee and Choctaw, my baby. She's a Chippewa. She's one of a And I'm like, dude, you can't. Also, he looks like Gallagher. Remember that James McMurtry song that I was super duper in love with a couple of years ago called Choctaw Bingo? Yes. Every t- it's That's like a, a take song. on uh, Can't Catch Me by Chuck Berry. Yeah. And every time I hear that song, I'm like, there's something racist in this. It's I'm gotta sure. Be. It's, it's gotta nine be. minutes long. Like, and it's about a dude who plays bingo on an Indian reservation every Friday night. It's like when you hear someone say Tarnation in an old uh, <laughs> cartoon, yeah. and you're like, that's got to be racist, right? Yeah. But everyone go listen to Choctaw Bingo. That's a great fucking yeah. song. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, no doubt. Tragic King. I saw the, what's the bass player's name? Tony Canal? Yeah. I saw him at a bar in, uh, hot, where's Teresa Lee's show? Very forward. Uh, Silver Lake. Yeah, Silver Lake. I, I did her show and then uh, came downstairs to the bar and he was just sitting at the bar. Shit. Was he wearing I was like, like a track jacket? He was wearing a sleeveless t-shirt, so he probably had taken the track jacket off and hung it on the chair. There it is. But I was just like, oh shit, there's that guy. I forgot Gwen Stefani had braces for a long time because braces. I think that's why she had abs. Gwen uh, Stefani. I, yeah. Just the ab- I didn't see them for such a, just forever six pack. She's had so many kids, yeah. and it's just a washboard all the but time. But what she's all well, yeah. But the thing with any time you see a celebrity, when mm-hmm. you're like, can you believe the shape they're in? Yeah, they are millionaires, and they pay yeah. people to keep them in shape and cook them food. But yeah, but she like had that. a six pack when she was like a brace. Well, also, we- anybody who's a front person for a band is general, unless you're in Blues Traveler or Weezer. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but a lot of you know, you're running around, you're doing stuff. Who do we see that was? Doing like sprints back and forth. Um, Cage the Elephant. Oh, yeah. That lead singer. That guy was doing, he was like, he was running wind sprints. I don't understand how people can do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. I was just thinking about it because I was thinking about the last uh, front man I saw to not move, and it was BB King. Ska would have to, like, by definition, you have to in Ska 
run around or else people don't think you're scone. Yeah, and you oh, have yeah. to do that foot shuffling move. Yeah, you side can't side to side. Skank, you, can't. you can't skank. If you how can you gonna skank with a gut? Yeah. I tried to proposition the drummer for Real Big Fish at a ska show, which just shows like what kind of guy I go I'm for. I'm Real Big Fish and I just ate your ass. <laughs> it was just like all of the chaos at the front and I'm just looking at the Oops. drummer like All right, let's get to let's get to our next uh pick. All yep. right. So uh <laughs> I'll stick with the uh, the 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 pop punk uh, kind of uh, scenario. I'm gonna go with a California pop punk band. Let's talk Blink 182. More specifically, Dude Ranch. First no, and no, foremost, no, no, no. fuck Enema of the State. I hate that album. It is awful. Uh, Dude Ranch, on the other hand, is fantastic. I am a fan of that. Uh, if anything, I think Damn It should have been in every teen movie in the 90s. Wasn't it? Should have been. I think it's in like two. Uh, damn it is great. Uh, I was re-listening. Josie is a fantastic song. <laughs> like Josie alone, I'm like, all right, I fuck with this. It's fun. It's a fun, very sophomoric and almost idiotic, but in a fun way kind of album. You know, it's just fun. It's 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 your friend that drinks too much at parties. It's like gonna have a problem in his twenties, but he's really cool in high school. Yeah, I mean, even then, no, no. You know who it is? It's the guys that drink almost too much while the other guys are drinking way too much, and they're like, "We're gonna go home now." Like, it's not. They weren't like. I don't view them as like Green Day levels of like that extreme. I always view them in the sort of mm. like the just like eh, we're we're just. It's almost like I hate to say it because it, it almost seems like I'm going against my own but like green day light like they're more light and airy and fun mm. and it, sometimes uh when your uh economy is not doing well you want fun yeah. and it was fun it's a fun it brought the fun of punk rock which you know punk rock can be abrasive sometimes it can be angst ridden i mean it it t- generally tends to yeah. be that and a real fun like up and down album to me is really great. And there's 15 songs on there and it's a 45 minute album. Yeah. Like that's fun to me. Like, I don't know. I just really enjoy yeah. that. It's fun. I just, anytime I hear Blink-182, my mind just immediately goes to that kid with the frosted tip duck butt that had the little flame guy shirt just drawing S's on everything. Yeah. And it's just that happy time in my life when boys weren't trying to fuck me they were just trying to light stuff on kerosene with kerosene and have fun it's fun it uh, seems those like were it's the a fun days. album it's the music you'd listen to when you're playing with fire it is it's exactly like it everyone that loved blink lit shit on fire like i i don't skate and i want to skate when i listen to <laughs> like i'll die but i want to skate when i listen to it. it's just fun that's the best well, way those are your only two it. choices Plus, skate or die yeah that's your only options yeah the only two the other the other thing is uh nobody committed suicide to any songs from this album oh that's uh, true so can't say that the song yeah the, the song one. they wrote for me someone killed themselves too <laughs> sorry <Adam. laughs> weird uh that's a good pick. I'm not. I've never been a huge Blink 182 fan, but I get it. Like I get. I saw them live with Weezer, and I like Blink 182 more than Weezer, and I enjoyed Weezer more. I think I've yeah, outgrown. See, I like Weezer more. I've outgrown Blink 182. Yeah, but I won't outgrow the feeling I get with this album. Yeah, right. Like that. Like yeah. It's like now if they were like Blink 182 new album, I'd be like nah. But this album's a nostalgia bomb. It's that happy point in your life when you just wanted a fun, quick thing. Yeah. And when everything else is just like, you're sad. Think about yeah. being sad. Aww. This wasn't that. Yeah. You are you should be raging against more machines. And I'd be like, ah, sometimes I just want to chew gum. Sometimes I just like, want to blink. Uh, yeah. 
I want to run around on a playground in the dark and chew bubble gum. Like that's that's so Blink One Eighty Two. Now, granted, they were probably like downing tequila and throwing bottles at cops. I don't know what they were doing at the time, but for me, that's what it pulls me in. All right, all right, that's a good pick. Uh, My second pick. I'm also going to go with a band that probably not a lot of people are familiar with. Uh, My second pick is Mud Honey. Every good boy deserves fudge. I love Mud Honey. Mud Honey is they were probably they were aside from the Melvins, they're probably Nirvana's favorite band or at least Kurt Cobain's favorite band. Another hugely influential band from the early '90s, late '80s, from that whole grunge alternative rock scene that gets almost zero credit, almost no acclaim. This is. I think people consider this probably their creative peak, uh, which is good for me because it came out in 1991, which means I get to put it on the list. Uh, I actually think their their uh, albums before this, uh, Super Fuzz Big Muff, which is an EP, and then they had a self-titled album. I actually like both of those better, but Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge is also, if you're going to dive into Mud Honey, which if you like any of those Seattle bands, if you don't know Mud Honey... Fuck you. You don't know those bands because Mud Honey is you. where those bands, like, as, just as much as anyone else, Mud Honey is oh. where those bands originate from. You, you meant Mud Shovel by Stain. Yeah. Is that not what I said? No, I think you twisted it a little bit. Oh, shit. Well, let's talk about Mud Honey anyway. Mark Arm, uh, amazing voice. They write really great songs. Go listen to Mud Honey if you never have. Uh, I, They're I, great. I, I don't know that they're going to make it to the final cut, but god damn it, Probably what not. a what a great pop. band. Sub pop band. Give them a listen. There you go. All right. Vanessa, what's your next pick? So I originally wasn't going to pick this because I wasn't sure if it counted because I very quickly learned um, in my head there's three genres and it's hip hop, techno, and everything else that isn't that is rock. Uh, but I double checked <laughs> with you and uh, Johnny Cash's American Recordings, um, specifically because it's the first Cash album we got that wasn't hot trash since his heyday. Yep. Uh, it was a fantastic ca- Johnny Cash album and also it introduced us to like that uh, tortured Johnny Cash that we so fondly remembered at the end of the 90s. It was that like almost Nick Cavey, black trench coat, like I've seen some shit what, and I'm looking on my life. What Johnny year Cash. did this come out? 1994. Is it 94? Okay. Yep. It was 1994 and uh, there's a Danzig song that uh, Glenn Danzig famously wrote for Johnny Cash on the album in 22 mm-hmm. Minutes. Uh, there's a Tom Petty track. There is a... Um, is his cover Chris a Rusty Pitt. Cage on that, or is it on the second I one? I think it's on the second one. Yeah. Because uh, it's some it's covers like and then six. some stuff that are for him. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a mix of covers and, and all, stuff that's been written yeah, for him. Yeah, it's all like he stopped doing his own stuff and was just letting other people bring it to him. Yeah, he mostly that, near the end was just doing was like, covers. Yeah. He's like, Even I, if it was covers. But it was they, they were more like reinventions. They were reinventions. Yeah. It's why... The song Hurt is a so it's not Hurt wasn't on the album, but it's why Hurt is associated with Johnny Cash and not Nine Inch Nails. Because Johnny Cash it was on three. Johnny Cash has a way of looking at a song that already exists or looking at a song that writes with him and making it so painfully and terrifyingly his. Well, that's like he in a way, musically, he is the Edison 
of of that genre of music of like that sort of like outlaw country kind of a thing like yeah as a specific writer like his best songs were written by chris christopherson like all like mm. all of the, a lot of his really but like they, i mean they work together a lot really yeah. well but like i always view christopherson as the tesla and then sort of johnny cash yeah. as the person who got he got the boost oh yeah and they killed an elephant more. together Right, right. Remember Johnny that? Cash just killed a Johnny forest. Cash? No, and the thing about Johnny Cash, he's one of the very few people who are both in the country music hall of fame and the rock and roll hall of fame. I think it's like him, Elvis. I think there's like four or five Couple people guys, that yeah. are in both. Jerry Jeff Walker. I don't know. He might be because he's written a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and there's a Leonard Cohen song uh, on that album and a Tom Waits song that he just utterly makes his bitch uh, yeah i mean that's what he does yeah like he's like i fucking love johnny cash what tom like, white song is on there uh let me see because johnny cash he can sing i'm a little teapot and you somehow feel all of the mistakes he's made in this song that's fair like you can give him anything he can go through the abcs and you're just like oh my god i bet he's so upset about that first wife debacle uh he uh down there by the train tom Waits. oh yeah uh, Didn't he? He. I think Tom Waits wrote that for him. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, Johnny Johnny Cash probably has the most songs about trains, huh? Got a lot of trains. Yeah. Songs. Johnny well, Cash or Tom Waits? Tom Waits has a lot of train I songs. Like, I was thinking about Johnny Cash, and it was like he was writing all these songs and performing in the sixties and seventies about doing cowboy shit. And I was like, that would be like somebody coming out now, like a folk singer or a country singer, and just doing only World War One songs. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The timeline. That's well, like, exactly how weird it is. And like, if you think about that VH1 MTV era, you remember seeing those Johnny Cash videos for the first time, like seeing his videos for Hurt and seeing his videos for God's Gonna Cut You Down, and seeing him come back after all of those yeah. shitty albums, and they imprint yourself in your head to where he's no longer an icon from yesteryear. He's an icon now. Yeah, the, he got that. I mean, the the Johnny Cash Renaissance is, I think, really great, and it was good for it him to twice. go out. Yeah, to go out on a high note. Um, you know, I mean, he he crashed and burned so many times, and and it was really nice to see him sort of come back and recover. the uh, The American stuff, like uh, Volume Four, is yeah, I mean, that was a two thousands thing, mm -hmm. but it's, it's so strong. And, like, and I mean, you have to mention Rick Rubin too. He produced yep. all of those, and then he kind of did the same thing with Neil Diamond. Uh, like many years later, mm -hmm. picture Neil Diamond do hurt. <laughs> well, Neil Diamond, the, there is an album, a song on the Neil Diamond album that Rick Rubin produced called "Hell Yeah." That is, you see Neil Diamond throw down on that in concert. You're you're having a good night. That'd be really great if he was covering that um, Beck song. Hell yes, <laughs> yeah, that's about the robots and stuff. All right, Johnny Cash. That's a good pick. Thank you. I like All it. Right. Jeff, what uh, do you got next? I am going to uh, I'm gonna uh, rough up my punk a little bit more, and I'm gonna go with Rancid and nice. Out Come the Wolves. Uh, Rancid and uh, Tim Armstrong specifically, uh, I really like. I really really like them. I like them so much that when I was a soccer coach, I had my our chant. You know, when you call everyone in for the huddle and you do the chant or whatever, our chant was give them the boot. <laughs> like I had a bunch of like 13 and 14 year old girls screaming that at other teams. Um, I mean, Roots Radicals, Time Bomb, Olympia, Washington, uh, like it alone is absolutely fantastic. It's a, uh, a 19 album track, uh, a 19 track album, 49 minutes. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love that so much. And, and, and with Rancid, the way Rancid went, like I loved the way they, the way they sort of moved there, sort of like, 
you know, that post-op IV uh, sort of, they found that groove and then eventually, you know, they would sort of go towards the transplants, which I absolutely love and yeah. their 2000s. But there's something about Rancid's type of punk rock that's very, it's not like aggressive. Like I never got into hardcore. Yeah. When people are like, yeah. let's talk about Bad Brains and Madball and stuff. And I'm like, I can't I get into it. Not. Like I can't, I'm not into it. Like I like to listen and hear what it is. Yeah. It's pieced together. Like you can tell they're musically talented, but they like punk rock. And originally punk rock was kind of created for like, man, we're not really great at our, our instruments. So let's right. just throw our shit together. And these guys are like, we are really good at our instruments, but we want to do this. Yeah. And that you can hear that and you can feel it in what they're doing. Yeah. It, it never seemed, I mean, I know rancid is, is I guess you could call it like corporate punk rock or whatever, because you know, you could buy the t-shirt at hot topic, but yeah. like I never got that feeling like I did with green day that they were ever going in that direction. Yeah. No, no. I always felt like they would fall asleep with cigarettes in their mouth. Like, right. that, like that just kind of <laughs> seems, it seems very rant. Like he's like, I'm going to keep the Mohawk because I want to. Yeah. And I like that. Like, I, I like that old school kind of look to it. Like, there's something, or, and feel. It yeah. feels right to me. And Outcome the Wolves is the album, I think, that really summarizes who they are as a band. That's a good pick. So I'm going with that. This is completely unrelated, but you mentioned uh, hardcore and t shirts. Have you ever seen my cat flag t-shirt? Yes. I love your cat flag I love shirt. that shirt so much. Yeah. Just get the good kitties. I told you when I came here and I had that Op Ivy shirt that I bought at a thrift store and a woman offered to buy it off of me for a couple hundred dollars like, oh, off yeah. the street. That's she was crazy. like, I have to have that shirt. And I was like, but I do. I bought a Shaun of the Dead shirt that way. It's good use. Very like nice. Bucks All right. Yeah. That's a good pick. My third pick... Uh, I promised I would pick this last week. I actually didn't even have it on my list at first, but let's talk about it. Nirvana Incesticide. There it is. This is an album they almost kind of, not really secretly, but back before bands were really doing that, they just kind of put this album out without promoting it. It wasn't a studio album. It was a collection of demos and B-sides and early songs from... Bleach and before Bleach, but to me, it's also one of their most interesting albums because there's a lot of weird noise rock kind of stuff like Mexican seafood and uh, they, oh, there's uh, Hairspray Queen, I'm trying to think of the songs, uh, aneurysms on it. There's so many great songs on it, and it's uh, you know, it, it was. It's a kind of a oddity in the Nirvana catalog. It's not poppy at all. It's not, you know, it's 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 not even a cohesive album, but it plays like one. And it's got some of their most interesting stuff and it's got Sliver on it. Everybody loves Sliver. So uh, the Billy Baldwin yep, Sharon Stone Billy Baldwin movie. movie. It's a bonus DVD that comes with oh. And the uh really fun thing if you can find uh, yeah, Jack Watson in the comments mentions Molly's Lips, great Vaseline's cover on that album. If you can find an original either vinyl or CD version of Incesticide with Kurt Cobain's original liner notes, pick that up because his liner notes are basically a letter to all of the various types of people he doesn't want to be fans of Nirvana anymore. Because this came out at a point where like, jocks and like the mainstream like everybody's uh kind of rallying around nirvana 
And this story at one point comes out about these like uh, like frat dudes who raped this girl uh, while singing Polly. And he was he he writes this this fucking letter in the liner notes about all of the types of people who he's like, go back to listening to Guns N' Roses, man. I don't oh. need you at my fucking concert. How about fuck you, Kurt Cobain? Like fuck he wrote you. the letter in response to a rape. No, but beyond Jeff. that, te- but not telling like j- say if you're a piece of shit, don't listen. But if you're targeting like if you're a jock, I don't want you listening to my stuff. Like fuck you. But he you wasn't. Don't get to decide. He wasn't targeting specifically jocks. He was speci- targeting he, a specific type well, of person. Well, rapists. So he was targeting rapists. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, that's fine. But if anybody's just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be famous to mainstream people. I hate that. Like, yeah, that's but super obnoxious. But you, anybody. I mean, you also at the same time get a lot of people who are like, "Fuck you for being mainstream." So it's it sort of goes both ways. That's if your real fans say "fuck you" for going mainstream, they're not every real band's. Fans. I mean, real fans say that, and that's my least favorite type of fan. The fan who's like, "I just like their early stuff. I didn't like when they were yeah. big. I liked it's their like, stuff when you. they were starving." Yeah, like, I, well, I, I prefer you. my bands to be struggling to pay yeah. the bills. It's like, fuck you, motherfuckers. But yeah. I just, I really just despise, like, when a band is just like, we don't want to see jerseys at our, you know, football jerseys at our concerts. It's I like, oh, then don't like put concerts on. I thought that was like a slur for people from New Jersey for a second. It could also be. It could be. Yeah. Um. All right, so that is my third pick. Also, it made me seem like I really jumped to the defense of rapists. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't mean that, but like the idea that he wrote a letter to jocks saying they weren't welcome at his concerts or his fandom, that suck on a shotgun, pal. Yeah, well, Spoiler I mean, there, there's, alert. yeah, I mean, there's, there are, there are factors that went into him writing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to Heart Shape Pod sometime. You'll hear about him. Really great what podcast on the on? it's on the Unpops Podcast Network. It's a fantastic podcast we just launched. Me and Travis Clark. Everybody should listen to that. That Old seems like sec. a pretty perfect uh, mix of of people to talk about Nirvana. Me and Travis Clark. Yeah, yeah. Very knowledgeable and funny people. Amen to that, sister. All right. Uh, who's next? Vanessa. Me. Vanessa. Uh, my next pick is, and if my shirt didn't give it all away already, uh, Metallica, the Black Album. Ah, that was one I had to pull off my list because you had it. <laughs> How can I not? I am tired of pretending like I don't love Metallica as much as I do. First of all, every time I wear the shirt, people want to talk to me about it too much, and I don't want to be friends. Uh, but I, I do legitimately still love Metallica the way I did when I was a teenager for how annoying everyone in the group might be on uh, fire in Montreal. That's how you on fire. In Montreal. For how annoying, <laughs> like the individual <laughs> members of the group may be the black album is still a phenomenal. That's a great album. album. It gave the world enter Sandman. How do you not hear that first baseline on enter Sandman and not like cat that just heard something well, look up the Herk track up. Li- Like, pull up the track list for the Black Album. It's so fucking brutal. It's just well, yeah. one perfect is on there. After per- perfect like, song after perfect song. Yeah, that, uh, that, it really is. Which, by the way, it's just called Metallica. It's not called Black Album. Well, it's, yeah, it's called I don't want to harp on it. I don't want to harp on it. Yeah, this album, people talk about how Nevermind killed hair metal. And I agree with that, but I feel like if Nevermind didn't do it, this album would have. Because it it's like this is not it's hair hard. Metal. Yeah, it's hard. This is not hair metal. This is legitimate 
This is like the first example of really mainstream yeah. metal. Like Enter Sandman, Sad But True, The Unforgiven, Wherever I May Roam. Unforgiven like, being a phenomenal ballad. Nothing yeah. else matters for Christ. Like that's, it's got a lot going Through on. Through the Never, The Guy yeah. That Failed. Yeah, it's a really good album. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I realized one was on Justice it, for All. It's one of those albums that that's actually a perfect example of what I'm talking about. It's one of those albums where people are like, hmm, I didn't like them once they got big. It's like, fuck you. That they have money, that they have album, polish, they have food in their and stomachs, the and is, it, they were able to put out something that album that good. For one, that album is as huge as it is for a reason. It's a great album, yep. and also the album that preceded that and Justice for All. Fuck you, that album is trash. And Justice for All is terrible. And Justice for All is trash because they got a new bass player in the band and they were such cunts that they literally muted his bass line. So there's no bass on the album. Fuck you fawning over And Justice for All and shitting on the Black Album. Fuck you. You know, uh, side note, Raquel was at one of their shows backstage and Kirk Hammett had a security shove a woman into a wall <laughs> because she was in cl- too close to his. Sp- she was having a conversation with someone else, and she was too close. And I guess the security guard just shoved her. <laughs> Each and every mid- individual member of Italica can go suck a big old nut, but combined, I love Metallica. They, it's funny about Metallica because they are definitely the guys that like went to like Green College in Vermont and then ended up getting a job with their parents. <laughs> Like getting a job at like their parents' dealership or something. Like they, 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 when they start out, they seem very, when you look at like their early stuff, and then they went kind of like, like the, the men themselves went very like corporate thoughts right. about like how to protect our money. How do we do our, you know, how right. do we make sure? And but, like they are, they're twats. Like well, they're, they're real pieces of shit. They're, they are in some sense, but they've also gotten a kind of a un, warranted bad rep in some sense i think especially over the napster thing yep because napster that wasn't them saying uh we need to make the maximum amount of money possible off our music what happened is a song that they hadn't released yet that was going to be like their return to music after four or five years of not making an album this song just gets uploaded in an unfinished version like literally stolen from them and uploaded. And their point was... Was that the name of the album, Upload? <laughs> After <laughs> but reload. their point was just, we would prefer to be able to dictate when our music comes out. Yeah. Like we don't want people stealing our demos from garbage cans and uploading them to the mm-hmm. internet and then you going, we can't do anything about it. So they actually had a really great point and people... Shit on it for him, shit on him for it because people wanted to be able to steal music. Yeah. And it was shitty. I almost put load on this list just <laughs> to, piss to make people, people angry because I stand by load. If you go see go see Metallica in concert, you're gonna hear a lot of songs from Load. I liked Reload more, I think. That had fuel I mean, on it, right? Yeah, they're both great. Well, uh, one of them had fuel, one of them had battery. Reload had fuel. And they're the uh the memory remains like I lo- By the way, I love it. Yeah, it's got Marianne I, Faithful playing I a hurdy gurdy. I love like if, that. Like Metallica is one of those fan- those bands I will always always defend because if they were still making fucking Ride the Lightning, they would be Megadeth right now. Yeah, yeah. and nobody gives a shit about Megadeth. I'll go to the mat for Metallica. Like I, I yeah. go to the mat for Metallica. You do for like, oh, my sister's kind of intense, but she's fine. Like I. 
There's a reason. They're yeah. great. Yeah. That's a good pick. Jeff. All what right. Got next? Hold on one second. I got to do something real quick. Oh, boy. Here we go. He's about to throw Oh, I know ball. what's coming. I'll start typing it now. D-A. So the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I hate to say this, but Crash is a phenomenal album. And you can't deny that just because you might not like frat rock. Can I? I sure can. Make a quick interruption question. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever heard a Dave Matthews Band song. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. People always freak out at me like when I say things like I don't know who John Denver. Is. Like, what's a Dave Matthews Band song that I would know so I can like know who we're talking about? Crash into me might be a song you may have heard of. Jeez, uh, what was the one that you might know? Um, like, what's uh, a really common? Crash into me, uh, tripping billies. Uh, yeah. you might have heard. He I would wakes say, up in, in the morning, ants marching, does his teeth bite to eat, and he's rolling, never changes a thing. Um, <laughs> you may hear crazy, uh, is a good song that's off, uh, that's off a different album. Uh, uh, so oh, much to say, maybe I'm crazy. Nope, that is a different, that, uh, that no, is a that's different a, so that song, you know, no. with uh, CeeLo and then yeah, Dave Matthews on the bass. Because uh, this is going to be bass. my Dave Matthews master class because I know nothing. I don't know how many they are. I don't know if one is named. This is Steely <laughs> well, One Dan. of them's dead. This is Steely Dan all over again. Uh, okay, so the Dave Matthews band is obviously Dave Matthews. And okay. then you have a violin player. South Africa's Dave Matthews. Yeah, Africa, the only African. Uh, the one of the only white guys in the band is the only African. <laughs> uh, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, there's a, a, a drummer named Carter Beaufort. There is a bassist named, I believe, Stefan Lassard. A violin player named Boyd Tinsley, and a now uh, passed away horn and uh, brass player named Leroy Moore. Okay. Um, so it's like uh, their band. It's kind of like like Virginia. Like they came out of Virginia. It. It, it it's a mix. It has a lot of uh, a lot of instruments you wouldn't expect in rock. And also, I saw the comments. People are like, "Oh, what a douchebag!" So like Arcade Fire. They're like a precursor to Arcade Fire, I'd say. But Arcade Fire went yeah. more modern. Dave Matthews Band generally all their best stuff usually has an acoustic guitar. They did one album with an electric guitar in two thousand one. Uh, that was their worst album. This is legitimately me trying to piece together from what I know about it. So like a like a Zach Brown band arcade fire. I feel like I if you see. heard a Dave Matthews song, you would recognize it. Yeah, like I? we'll play. Like I don't know if I've ever heard one. Crash into me, uh, crazy. Uh, don't well, you wouldn't have heard. Don't drink the water. Uh, uh, what's the one? The um, the one off of uh, oh, every day is a really great song too. Like something that might have like or still gets radio play to see maybe if I because it's just one of those things that I describe like. Immigrant parent gaps where I just don't know certain. Oh, things. Crush is the song, not crazy. Uh, you and me. Uh, oh, Crush is great. That's yeah, my crush, crush is. Crush. I was calling it crazy, and it's not. It's Crush. Crush it just opens and with the word American crazy. Baby are my two favorite. Dave Re- American song. Baby. I fucking love American Baby. Stand Up, the yeah. album. He yeah. had an album called Stand, Stand Up, which I believe was supposed to be called Grave Digger. Uh, Didn't the Grave Digger so, well, album he, get shelved and he, he put out Stand there's a, Up? Okay, so how do I know all this? What? So what? The actually busted stuff was originally what was supposed to be. Oh, okay, yeah, the yeah. album that was produced by Steve Lillywhite. And then the yeah. the um, the label decided that they wanted to push Lily White out, and they created the Everyday album, which was like very poorly received. Right. Uh, and then Dave Matthews Band released on their own 
uh, on their website for like a day an album called the Lily White Sessions, which they were like, this is the album that's supposed to come out, uh, uh, and they just released it for free. So it became they're like a big fan of like bootleg our stuff. Yeah, like they're like we make our money at our concerts, and they make an ass load of money at their concerts. Like Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, they don't care about like. They don't really care about what's going on. This song is called Tripping Billies. It's one of the... Oh, it's a live version. It's one of the ones I'd know Yeah, if I knew. This would be one of the ones that you would be able to piece together. You'd be like, oh, it's the one... There's a line that goes, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. I'm yeah. legit try- I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying so work. hard. No, it's not it's gonna not. work. We're not gonna pull her out. We're not either. gonna. We're not gonna do it. That's fine. I think I didn't want to listen to that. I don't think anyway. I've yeah. ever heard a Dave Matthews song. That's a great good, song. Good for yeah. you. But good like, for you. they get a bad rap. They they get a really bad rap. That's why I don't yeah. pass criticism because I've legit never heard anything, and I just feel like it's it's like. It's like Nickelback or how much people like Bacon that they may like might hop on it too much. I just haven't heard anything. I think mostly they get a bad rap because of their fans and people immediately jump to the music is bad because I don't like the fans. It would be like me. What are their me, fan douchebags? Jeff. People that look like me. <laughs> Generally, the people like, Kurt Cobain didn't want to come to his concert. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly <laughs> I just right. Heard Kevin laugh at that. A lot, lot of lot of <laughs> lot of Abercrombie and Fitch and cargo shorts okay. and I'm and getting it. So a lot of like, a lot of a lot of Greek letters on hats. You know. Like, All right. So it's it's more vivid it's now. College I just rock. think I haven't. It's weird for me that I've like heard Reliant K, but I've never heard a Dave Matthews band song. That is very strange. That is actually very weird. It's just all of these. He's real. Also, like one of the big things he 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 has a very Paul Simony quality, where he'll like go somewhere or hear of someone and just be like, "I'm gonna make you a part of my band for this tour." And he like actually does a really good job of like building or like bringing back a lot of people. Like he brought Mm -hmm. Carlos Santana back into like actual touring and stuff like he was like i want you to come open for me and that was right before uh was it supernova was that the album that he released what was the name of the album the santana one supernatural supernatural yeah uh and it was like right before that and he's like i'll do a track with you like he's really big on sort of the history of music and he's Mm -hmm. like he's a he's a student of like i'm not gina marie says no do not pollute vanessa's ears let it go oh fuck That is so, like it's funny to see how many people are just like you know what I like being a snob about yeah music. I mean he's got like, I don't it's fine it's not it's not it's not aggressively bad as a matter like, of fact it's it's really Dave good. Matthews is someone who I would at least check out like his greatest like I would yeah. uh, if we were still in the CD era I would probably own Dave Matthews greatest hits yeah and, it's and like, I stand by American Baby that's a strong fucking I song. like that because that's literally one of the only songs I don't like. <laughs> And yes. I know that, like that that nailed album, it. Stand up that album. That was one of the ones where like, did he name it this? Because he has to ask people to do that in his concerts when he plays the songs. Because it's just like as soon as one of those songs comes in, I'm like, I'm gonna sit down. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of clapping in there. It's a good pick. Yeah, I, it. I think it is. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think it is. It's a really great album. It was one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorites forever. Like it opens very strong with so much to say. Like. If you listen to it, like they released on that one album, there's like six or seven singles. Yeah. That are pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Say Goodbye. Number 41 and Say Goodbye are are two very beautiful songs. Mm -hmm. I think you like them. Crush is a good song, too. Yeah. Um, All right. My. That's not on that album, but still. Uh, It's on a different. It's on Before These Crowds. It is now, (laughs) idiot. (laughs) Um, My penultimate pick is. I'm surprised this hasn't been on anyone's list yet. 
the Foo Fighters' second album, The Color and the Shape, which is, our, what's the problem, Gritton? I feel alone in that I could never get into the Foo Fighters. Uh, for one thing, speak up. But also, no, I hear you. I think I'm scared f- of saying it out loud. I never was able to get into the Foo Fighters, and I feel like I should because I like everyone in it, and I like everything they're about, and I think they're great. Yeah. Do- I just could never get into the Foo Fighters. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's acceptable. But uh, here's the thing about the color and the shape. It's arguably their best album. To me, the Foo Fighters have three good albums, and those are their first three albums, culminating in There Is Nothing Left to Lose, which is one of the most perfect rock albums ever made. But Chet Wilde put it on his list first time, so I couldn't pick it. The Color and the Shape... Wait, Fastball guessed it on that album? (laughs) Exactly. The Color and the Shape has... uh, It's got Everlong on it, for one thing, which is one of the best songs of the 90s by a million fucking miles. This song came... Or this album came at a time when Dave Grohl could still write lyrics, which seemed to escape him after 2000. I also feel like when they added Chris Shiflett to the band, they it changed their sound in a way that they have never fucking recovered from. And uh, the color and the shape is, is their, arguably their, their best moment. And mm-hmm. it's from front to back, it's a really strong album. If we're talking about an album with a ton of singles, there's like five or six singles on that. It's got Hey Johnny Park on it. It's got Monkey Wrench on it. It's got Walking Monkey After You on it. Monkey Wrench is a really good song. Yeah, it's got a, a ton of great songs. It's it's uh, it's kind of the antithesis to their first album, which was just Dave Grohl recording by himself, playing all of the instruments. It's kind of real, like a really lo-fi thing. This is the Foo Fighters. They almost took the same trajectory as Nirvana, where their first album is really kind of lo-fi and uh, recorded for cheap. Then they put out this really pretty, uh, well-produced, well-written, big-budget studio album that's great, but it's not. Uh, it's it's a radical departure from the first thing. And then their third album is like the perfect combination of that. And then from there, we get to see what would have happened if Kurt Cobain didn't die. And uh, the Foo Fighters just go completely fucking downhill with each mm. subsequent album. But up to that point, they they were they were on. And the color and the shape is arguably the the best of the Foo Fighters' golden years. Can I beg you to pull up my favorite Foo Fighters thing on the internet, though? Okay. <laughs> what well, what is it? Foo Fighters, the best. Uh, I'll know it it's when I see it. It's a guy shitting himself it's to a, a guy Foo Fighters shit- song. No, although I do have a, like a Pavlovian response to be angry whenever I hear Everlong because for an almost acoustic Christmas song. that So just type in the best. I did. Okay, scroll down. Scroll down from <sighs> right there. The best, the best, the best. Uh, it should be the one I'm thinking of. I'm not listening to did this. Somebody you don't have minutes. to listen to the whole did thing. Did somebody just loop the best from the best of you? Yes, and it's one of those things where it's, uh, what's that rule of comedy where if you repeat something over and over again, it's not funny, and then it's funny again, and then it's, it's really not funny, and it's guy. fucking hilarious? Yeah. I was going to say Will Ferrell. Um, but it's yeah. called not funny, usually. Usually. This is my favorite one to just play. I'm already I'm already on board with this, though. Ambient-wise. Well, like, here's the general. thing. This is a really good song. Yeah. Uh, this is from the 2000s, though. 
But that's the thing. At some point, the Foo Fighters just became a singles band. Yeah. And, and they didn't is, put out great I really albums. like Learn to Fly. Yeah, learn to, well, Learn to Fly is on that third album. There you go. I okay, we this is my favorite thing to put on, though, on a playlist at a party because no one notices it for a very long time. And oh, when I they like do, that it's playing in yeah. the back. Okay, the entire, all right. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, the yeah. entire song plays through. All right, that yeah. actually gets... It gets... Yeah, that's funny. It's surprisingly... Point seated to Vanessa Gritton. Okay, that Vanessa, what's it. your next pick? So I can shit on it before you even start uh, explaining it to the people. I'm sorry. I just... No, go on. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's me and Jeff's comedy album. I'm going to shit which on my parts. Which you can buy on Which you can buy on cdbaby.com. Just Google Gift of the Magi I wish I liked baby. them. Dave Grohl's a great dude. What's your, what's your fucking pick, man? Nine Inch Nails, Downward Spiral. Fuck Nine Inch Nails. I got problems of my own, you depressed son of a bitch. <laughs> I love Nine Inch Nails, Downward Spiral, because while their first album was something that was very synthy. Uh, and overrated. Uh, no. Uh, Downward Spiral is where we got that, like... It, Can it, I just say I've never been into Nine Inch Nails? Which is fine. I've never gotten into them. Which is fine. Okay, go on. Uh, ha! I'm the adult. Is that why you're uh, not wearing a bunch of boots <laughs> with, like, straps going yeah, all the way up exactly. to your knees? Uh... It's exactly that point when you see fans start to separate and they're like, I like the starving artist because Downward Spiral is when they had like a little bit more money and they had a little bit more production and they That's had more they means. That's when they did the song Closer. It's where they did Closer, Closer. Uh, and I was obsessed with that terrifying music video for a very long time. But uh, it's where you see a very different album from Pretty Hate Machine. Uh, it's where you get Closer and it's also where you get a... Uh, a more empathetic Trent Reznor, I think, because around the time he was also listening, he was uh, staying in Sharon Tate's house, and it's uh, oh, so exhausting wait. just hearing about. Yeah, Trent no, 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 no. Wait, I promise this story redeems himself. And it he was no, like, no, because it ends with Marilyn Manson being a thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. does. I swear. Just hang on. Marilyn Manson is his fault. Yeah. Marilyn Manson is his fault. Which but means stay which with I almost, they're both your fault. Which, by stay the way, with me. I almost brought Marilyn Manson onto this list. I do Marilyn love Marilyn Manson, right. and I would have picked him. I do love Marilyn Manson, <laughs> but stay with me. He was staying in Sharon Tate's house, and he was being like that exhausting, edgy piece of shit. And then one day, Sharon Tate's sister approached him and full on said, are you exploiting the death of my sister for something that's just edgy and cool and interesting to you, even though you don't know it? Yes. And he publicly was like, holy shit, I was being a non-empathetic asshole and didn't put any thought into that. And it's something that I was just doing for the actual look of it. And I went home and realized I fucked up. And not everybody has the ability to say, I fucked up. That wasn't cool. And that was just an exhausting, dumb thing I did. And I'm sorry to her. And it wasn't like a later after backlash thing. It was an immediate thing. And you That's kind why of, Kurt Cobain didn't want him at his concerts. Which is fine. You saw that immediate... Like Shannon change. Tate wasn't allowed at his concerts. <laughs> you saw that immediate change. Roman in Polanski, downwards. though, weird. You saw that immediate change in Downward Spiral, or it wasn't a guy that was trying to prove everything. It was just a guy trying to put out what he thought was the cleanest version of the shit that he'd done. Like I've, I'm not a Nine Inch Nails fan, but I can't fuck with somebody that's won that many like Grammys and shit, right? Has anyone won a ton of awards? Like I get it, he's great. Yeah. Like. Uh, to me, I'm always I like I I can kind that of social like, network soundtrack. I've got a really great '90s story. You guys want a really great '90s story? I remember having a a CD from Surge 
You guys remember Surge? Surge Soda? soda? Nice. There was a CD that that they released when you'd buy like a 12-pack of the soda. You could get, there was like a CD package in there that had a great song with Trent Reznor and David Bowie, uh, I'm Afraid I'm of afraid Americans. I'm Afraid of Americans. And yeah. it, it had a CD-ROM. It had the video that you could it watch in great. there. And he did that. Um... How 90s is that, though? <laughs> that is very nice. It is the most nice. Remember thing. that? Remember that CD from the Surge, the Surge Soda CD? One of my favorite tracks he's ever done recently, which is with Karen O. He redid Immigrant Song, and it's one of the best things I've ever heard. Um, but yeah, Downward Spiral was where Trent Reznor was less of like a I'm angry with shit to prove, but like it was when he was like, I want to be a good producer. I want to be a good producer, and I want to put out cleaner, better shit, and it's where we saw that renaissance, that's where that start of Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails happened, where we were able to get things like uh, fucking his soundtrack work, which is incredible, and all the rest of his albums. Like, it's yeah, Downward Spiral was the start of it, and it was also a big industrial sound for the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if, if you're thinking Ministry 90s Ministry isn't still remembered, but Nine Inch Nails is. Ministry. I love ministry. No, I, don't actually, I, don't I do love ministry, but nobody shit. remembers ministry, but people remember Nine Inch Nails. It's a good pick. All right. No. Jeff. All right. Typo negative. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is... Uh, I have a history with this album on this uh, show uh, on in the Unpops Network, and uh, I thought about it, and it seemed medium unfair to pick something that wasn't made by just one group, but it's something that specifically sort of summarizes the 90s uh, for me. And everything that makes sort of like 90s rock great in different ways. And that's the motherfucking Spawn soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Spawn soundtrack. I fucking love the Spawn soundtrack. The Spawn movie. There is no... I can't think of a movie that's a, such a shit movie with such an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. And it's a, certainly a product of its time. But what it was is you had this uh, mix of... Uh, of, of rock, uh, industrial, mm. uh, metal, and then you would just take them and they would just collaborate with electronic musicians. And so you had, and of course my my phone goes, uh, you had, uh, the, the most famous song that came off of there was Filter and the Crystal Method, Trip Like I Do, which was a huge, it was mm. like a huge hit at the time. It, it really blew up. But then you have like the Sneaker Pimps and Marilyn Manson, uh, Orbital did a song with, like, so you had all the like premiere, like, techno groups of the time working mm. with these huge groups corn worked with the dust brothers the butthole surfers worked with moby <laughs> uh, i'm five metallic i can't hear it without giggling every time uh but that's that song by the way the uh tiny rubber band is fucking amazing it's so good uh metallica worked with dj spooky stabbing westward of guilty fame hello uh, sure. Wink, uh, Prodigy and Tom Morello did an amazing Love me some song. Prodigy. And it's what's great about that is it's because uh, some of the songs were like you get the metal song or the the rock song, and then the techno musicians worked in there. But Tom Morello did in session like, hey, I'm Tom Morello. Look what, what weird shit I can do with my guitar, and it fucking yeah. works. And it works with Prodigy. Wow. Like that's that. That's can you get more great. '90s? Silverchair made it on, which is really fantastic. Uh, Henry Rollins did a song with Goldie. Who, as you know, is breaking news right about uh, about about uh, Banksy? Yeah. Uh, Incubus has a passable song on there. I don't. Uh, I don't know like, if I believe that. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Mm. Slayer and Atari Teenage Riot. That is the fastest concept you could imagine. Yeah, that's an interesting. That's like team. super. That's like Superman freaking the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, they finished it off with Soul Coughing and Rony Size. Like that is nice. a fucking amazing album. It's so good. Like I know, 
I know it's easy I'm to be. I'm not interrupting uh, you. Yeah. Just they can. There's a thing that broke up and they don't know the what Spawn album you're soundtrack. talking about. The oh. Spawn album. This is the, the Spawn, Spawn soundtrack. soundtrack. Spawn soundtrack. Oh, okay. What? It must have broken up or something. Yeah, yeah. they couldn't figure out what album you're talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah, it's the Spawn soundtrack. It's one of those things. Spawn the movie is so bad. It's so bad. Like it's it's offensively bad. That soundtrack is aggressively good, and it's aggressively good to listen to now. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, you know what, I'm going to listen to that product of its time that only really stays where it is. It's like, this is still really great. Like the Osmosis Jones soundtrack. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm yeah. so glad you brought it up so I didn't have to. Yeah. But any time that the, the song by Incubus and DJ Greyboy called Familiar, that's a song where I'm just like, all right, I don't hate Incubus all the way because of that song. And if you can make me enjoy something that Incubus is involved in, you're a good fucking album. So I stand by the soundtrack hard. That's that's a that's an interesting pick. Uh, I mean, to me, like that soundtrack, just it's so good. It's such I a good album. Like you should all just just fucking YouTube the Spawn soundtrack and listen to the songs. And the Osmosis so Jones soundtrack. Okay, calm down. How about you, Adam? Okay, we know the stream went crazy. Thanks, everybody. All right, my last pick. Fuck every person who's going to groan when I say this and act like they're too fucking cool for this band anymore. Radiohead, OK Computer. Who's too cool and for you Radiohead? Mother- you motherfuckers are lucky Kid A didn't come out in the 90s because I would have put that on I, the list. I was actually, I looked up when Kid A came out. Yeah, Kid came A out. came out in 2000. Otherwise, yeah. that would have been on the list. But Radiohead, the people, like, for one thing, fuck Creep. Fuck Radiohead's first album. It's Pablo Honey, right? That, yeah, Pablo Honey is Radiohead at their garbage worst. Named after a Jerky Boys skit. Yeah, whatever. It's that's, Yeah, exactly. Nothing about Pablo Honey is good. But The Benz, which also could have been on this I list. I almost went with The Benz. The Benz is fucking phenomenal. But OK Computer is so... Like, there was nothing else like it. That was a band that had all, they had almost become like England's Nirvana at that point. Like, they were this big, huge guitar rock band. And Tom York was just like, I'm bored with this. Yeah. And I want to do something different. And over time, people started to like sneer at him and get mad about that shit. But fuck you if you don't think OK Computer is a really a great, great album. album. That's a great it's album. It's got Karma Police on it. It's got Climbing Up the Walls, which is when I finally go fucking nuts. I hope it sounds like Climbing Up the Walls is in that a, my head. Is Paranoid Android on? Paranoid okay Android's on it. Paranoid Subterranean, Android. Homesick, Alien. Every fucking song on OK Computer is amazing Paran- there was a song by the stone temple pilots that came out right around the same time where it was like what would you do do you remember that uh yeah yeah, that yeah, yeah. Song, stone temple pilots paranoid uh, android sour girl sour girl paranoid android has the payoff that i always want from sour girl yeah like, paranoid has that up 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 that crescendo yeah. going up and then it, and then it just really like floods yeah it goes like crazy at the end it used to blow because they, they they're uh sour girl and paranoid android they actually run parallel. Right. Like those songs run very close to each other. Yeah. Um, but they just go in a very different way. And fucking the payoff on Paranoid Android is insane. It's so great. It is really great. And it and yeah, it's it's a great example of a band just changing their shit entirely and doing it so well and executing it so fucking perfectly that from that point on they were kind of able to do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, few bands can get away with. Yeah. with being like you know what 
fuck the way we yeah, did it they before. recognized yeah. the corner they were painting themselves into yeah and they basically forced people into if you don't like it don't fucking listen to us and then they go on and do all of this shit with like mm-hmm. figuring out how to monetize piracy basically yeah. and like but but okay computer is where it started okay computer yeah i read there's a click cl- hole, there's yeah. this click hole it's called an oral history of okay computer and it's clickhole, so it's an onion website, so it's a fake article. And they have a quote from Tom York where he says, OK Computer is the sound of a band taking our guitars and just handing them over to a computer and going, OK Computer, show us what you got. That's so great. And that's kind of true, but it fucking worked. And yeah. it's, it's a timeless album. Like that album is never going to sound like anything but. It. Karma, it's like its own era. Karma Police, like, it's really like when something goes really well, people are very quick to be like, over it. Yeah. Karma, like, who gets over Karma Police? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Like, Karma Police, and I mean, and I say that again, but Paranoid Android is so great. Yeah. Like, it's just a very well put together song. And yeah, I was, I was actually, when I was doing my research for this, Kid A was my, uh, was I was like, ah, shit, just missed it. So, yeah, that's my last pick. Now it's time to start cutting some shit. All right. All right. Oh yeah. Who uh who wants to cut? Who wants to make the first cuts? Nessie G. I'm going to do Foo Fighters. Very okay, nice. Okay, but real quick, I tr- couldn't get into this cut. Uh you went right after the Foo Fighters, huh? Well, not just that. I don't even feel like they're 90s at this point. I feel like they're still such a thing. Though that was in the 90s. You Trent Reznor, the mean. 9 Inch Nails have a new <laughs> album out today day or some shit what the fuck <laughs> i feel like i don't know oh, like, i feel like trent Reznor's best I moments don't really are think behind him Foo, i don't really think about Foo fighters in the 90s so jeff do you want to bother going next or should i just cut nine inch nails now Let him uh, cut nine inch nails. no you can do that because i'm actually uh i'm killing johnny cash uh <laughs> only because i feel like life beat him to it no he lived forever <laughs> uh the, th- the problem is like they're great but the, it's it's he's doing country versions of stuff and to me it's it's johnny cash they're not twangy i'd say well that's modern country but it's johnny cash country like if you listen to any of his stuff from the 60s like Mm. it is there it just doesn't hit for me in the same way whereas i don't know like i I can't (laughs) yeah where's that where is that huh it's not like like he's legitimately one of my favorite musicians of all time i hurt myself (laughs) I hurt myself today. (laughs) It was not great. I spilled some juice. (laughs) Then I killed myself. That kid killed himself because he spilled juice in the hall. Uh, Fucking idiot. It was that Martinelli's apple juice, man. That's four bucks a jug. We're for sure going to get Tom DeLong on this podcast now. (laughs) Definitely gonna um, happen. What it's just for me if I'm thinking like quintessential rock albums of the '90s, I'm not picking. I can't go with Johnny Cash because it's just to me it's not rock. Mm. Uh, it's it's great. They're beautiful and they're really wonderful songs. But it would be it would be like picking like Rhythm Is a Dancer by Snap. Like yeah, I fucking love Rhythm Is a Dancer <laughs> by Snap, but it doesn't belong on this list. So I had, so I gotta cut it. But I love it. That's I love cool. that specifically. Yeah. I just can't get behind it. I'm gonna cut nine inch nails a downward spiral. Vanessa, what do you got? <laughs> what? Let me see. I'm gonna cut You really did that. You pulled the downward spiral. Fuck, you, I'll, I'm 
killing Trent Reznor before he does it himself. I'm going to do Jesus Lizard. See, that's a reasonable cut. That's way more reasonable than Foo Fighters. It's not going to cut stop me from cutting, no doubt. No, I'm joking. I just think they're overrated. <laughs> Did yeah. I write Tool as Toot? No, that would have been funny, though. <laughs> toot, <thought> toot. I, <laughs> toot, Toot, Enema. <laughs> I should, I, I'm going to put that. All right, Jeff, what's your next cut? All right, so let me see. Is that uh, we're going all the way up there? Uh, you know what it is, and this is going to be like it's the thing everybody hates on a list cast where somebody goes, "I'm not really familiar with this, mm. so I'm going to cut it." But honestly, I'm going to pull Mud Honey. I'm just, I, I, it doesn't. Everyone go listen to Mud Honey though. I They're will. Fucking great. I'll listen to Mud Honey. I'll listen to it on the way home. But I just can't. I yeah, I figured that, and the Jesus yeah. Lizard wouldn't be long for this world. It, Jesus Lizard is great though. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I got more. I got to cut the Spawn soundtrack. No! Oh, no! Why would you do that to me? Well, okay. Wh- Why which, would you do that? Here, here Jeff, which of yours do you want me to cut? Because you it's either kill- the Spawn soundtrack, Rancid. Killed Dave Matthews, man. Like, that's. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Like, because uh, yeah, I know it's going to lose. It's yeah, like, amen. Uh, that's Jeff advocating for the murder of <laughs> Dave Matthews. <laughs> But like the spawn soundtrack is We're gonna get that on the soundboard. Like the (laughs) Kill Dave Matthews. Jeff May had on the Kill Dave Matthews bit. Like Uh, come on, spawn soundtrack is so good. Oh, it's so I'm gonna fucking listen to that. Did we ever get one of my hiccups on the soundboard? Uh not yet, but I can. I'm that day I tweeted at you, I was literally just eating a sandwich when I got hiccups. I was so Yeah, you you get those. That's crazy. I found out why recently. It's because I take Adderall. And Adderall uh-huh. makes you swallow air, and it makes you burp or get hiccups a lot. Colin James Harrington, what are you saving, pal? CJH, save that Dave Matthews band. Saving the DMB. <laughs> Jennifer Fendelander says save DMB. But Sam Pettelford says Mud Honey is so good. And you know what? Sam's right. Mud Honey's really great. How many violinists are in Mud Honey? How many black people are in Mud Honey? Three in the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> Don't be a racist. Is um, it still three? He saved the Foo Fighters, by the way. No, it's two. But, nice. But on Crash, it was. Oh, yeah. All right. So Foo Fighters get the save from right. uh, Colin Harrington. Do you think Thanks. that people are going to vote that they're the best, the best, the best? Vanessa Gordon's last show of list yeah. cast, everyone. Yeah. All right. I'm flipping rest, the table. Rest in peace, Vanessa Gritton. If I go, I'm taking everyone in this room with me. I accept. That's how I plan on dying. Maybe we should do a fourth version of this. There's still stuff, man. There's still stuff. That sounded so Mark Marin, by the way. (laughs) There's still stuff, man. What are some things that didn't make it? Because I have a few that I had on my list that were like right there, and then I pulled them. You're going to pull... Yeah, that would have been good. Human Behavior is a great song. Bjork or Big Black or... Oh, I was going to do Temple of the Dog. I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. And uh, I... Which PJ I'm going Harvey? hungry. What? I was going to do PJ Harvey rid of me at one point. Oh, yeah. I, really I did like PJ Harvey dry on an episode a couple weeks ago. Love PJ That's Harvey. why. Because I, I wanted to do something PJ Harvey, but you already did. But I like. I really loved rid of me. Um, I did too. That The song rid of me is one of my favorite songs oh, yeah. by her. I saw her in concert in kind of like. 50 foot queenie. Like kind of completely forgot. I saw her opening for you too. And it was like I, I wasn't that into her at the time. So it didn't register that much, but I totally saw PJ Harvey in Minneapolis. Somebody was, uh, I was like, somebody commented on your post on Unpops Live that you're on. And I was like, huh. And then I realized it was like the, an old one, the one with Connor and Keith someone's commenting on. Do they think they're watching the wrong thing? 
That would be really, really funny. Yeah. If there's like somebody's commenting on on the Connor and Keith on Pops Live. (laughs) What's the next '90s series gonna be? Next '90s what? Like series. Oh, we're doing best '90s rap albums. Oh, soon. That's right? gonna be a fun one. That is. I'll get you on that one. Me and Kevin Anderson, who came up earlier, have already talked about KB, it. Baby Anderson, yo. By I, the way, if anybody wants a fun extra treat, because I can't really figure out how to announce this on the Patreon and block Kevin from entering, as I say in this, if he tries to stop me, if you Venmo me a dollar, I will post the link to Kevin's college rap group. Oh uh, shit! Oh <laughs> shit! What? <laughs> I'm gonna Venmo Vanessa a dollar. Venmo me at Nesgritten and then hi. You know what's funny? When we were looking One at dollar. those nineties bands, like I realized like I was gonna throw Hello Nasty by the BC Boys up there and I thought I was like, mm, that's a rap album. Uh, yeah. Was, well, so yeah, I, I, I would have had up. a lot of rap stuff on my list. Yeah. If well, like, oh didn't. yeah, but that here's was my the thing. thing. But here's the thing, ill communication is not a rap album. Yeah. So like the Beastie Boys are white, so so you can make people the argument. Me, I the mean, Beastie I Boys are white. Well, you know, I mean Jewish, so like not white, white, but white. <laughs> I almost but said I was, Whitey Ford sings the blues by Everly. That's a lie. I did not almost have that. Not but an awful album. It's, yeah, it's not bad. Well, what it's like is a pretty good song. Can I? Can you really? I know. Okay. So actually, the lyrics are awful in there. Mary had a baby with a kid named Tom and said she was in love. Said don't worry about the thing, baby. uh, You you created uh, the poll, right? The poll is up, everybody. Go out and vote right now. Vote or die. Okay, so you know how they like do the different vignettes in what it's like. In high school, we had a film class and we all had to do. I can't vote. My phone's dead. We had to do the. um, Thank you, Kevin. I hate you. I don't. You're cute. You look like a sea otter. Okay. We had to KBC music- otter, yo. <laughs> we had to do music videos, and we picked, for some reason, my team picked what it's like. Yeah. And I was the only girl on the team. <laughs> Your and team the- sucks. Our team sucked. It was by a guy named, a guy named Tom picked it because he was the one with the camera, so we had to do what he said. And I was the only girl on the team, so I was Mary, and they basically put a pillow under my shirt as I walked into our high school office after hours with the words abortion clinic on <laughs> post-it notes on the outside while people like called me slut in the you hallway. You guys didn't have one of those like, a little in your stink school? On it. No. <laughs> Vanessa was a slut. <laughs> you're a killer, you're a sinner, and you're a whore. Yeah. Anyway, then I know what it's like. Is it- <laughs> And the funny thing is, get a had- job, you <laughs> fucking slobs, all you lies. So we had the My get heart a job scene. Exploded. And there's like one of our friends played <laughs> his a whole- heart did almost explode. <laughs> and then he tried to fist and then fight Eminem, Eminem. Made fun of him <laughs> on, <laughs> on a song about it. I just almost painted laughing at it. No, uh, we had a friend that did like the homeless, like get a job, you fu-. that scene outside of a 7-Eleven. And the best scene. He looked so homeless that somebody actually gave him money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for him. Oh, God. Just tell him to not worry about a thing, baby doll. Yep. I'm the man you've been dreaming of. There was a few. There were there were some where I was just like, oh, what Tom Petty album came out? It was like Into the Great White Yeah, Open. no like, good nope, ones. Nope, not, yeah. not that one. Yeah, that happened with the Pixies, too. All the yeah, Pixies' best it's, shit is stuff, definitely in the 80s. Stuff wasn't great Elvis for Costello. You know what? People were having a hard time. Like, it's not a lot of groups made it out of the 80s into the 90s well. And yeah. when they did, like, Genesis is a good example when they released that album, the one with I Can't Dance and stuff. They're yeah. just like, 
we're just going to do what we did back then. Yeah. And I Can't Dance it. is my favorite Genesis song. Great song. <laughs> I fucking love that song so much. It's just such, it's a cool song. Yeah. There there was a lot of stuff that really bordered uh, that I was like, I had to research. And I'm like, when did the Gorillas come out? 2001. Yeah. Shit. Yep. I almost picked Better Than Ezra. Oh. Uh, oh. Wait. Yeah. 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 There was a lot going on. Wait. All right. I'm going to reset the timer and it's going to go for 90 seconds. Right now, interesting shit. The Spawn soundtrack is in the top five. It should be. It's amazing. Along with Metallica, uh, Radiohead OK Computer is three, Tool, Enema number two, and no doubt Tragic Kingdom is number one. Can I walk you through a how to do a Gwen Stefani impression? All right. Make your lips like you're going to blow on a dandelion. And then think of the voice that you use to like talk to Cat Jeff or Pants, but do it in your throat and exhale it out of dandelion mouth. Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I almost picked uh, Anthem. It was. I almost picked Follow the Leader. Oh, no, don't. I almost did. Um, oh, it, by the way, I said better than Ezra, but I meant less than Jake. Um, but it was 2003. <laughs> I was confused. I was, I was better like, than Ezra plus less than Jake equals some 41. I mixed them up. <laughs> Someone in one of the in the yes! comments on one of the other ones was like, I, "I hope the first Third Eye Blind album is going to be on that list." It's like, I, are you not for nothing? But I fuck with Third Eye Blind sometimes. Ah, fuck that song, Third Eye Blind. Dude, that, there's that song. The um, have you ever heard Deep Inside of You by Third Eye Blind? Why would I want to hear that motherfucker sing a song called Deep Inside of You? It's a really good song. It's a good song. I just like feel like you want to pop on that lad, my friend. Oh, we didn't pick the fucking spin doctors, pocket full of kryptonite. Spin well, yeah, of course again. we didn't. What? Shit. Adam and I have a running thing where I need to design what I think is a spin doctors logo for a shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a Give spinny me a pen and record, paper. I guess. Give me a oh, pen. I, oh, shit. We ran over. Uh, if you would like to play this d- album, refresh the poll. Throw spawn it away. Now. And we will see. Got a little garbage time in All there. All right. Blink oh, 182, fuck. number five. Dude Ranch. That must just be because this is my podcast. Metallica. I didn't even vote for the Blink The Black <laughs> Album, number four. Radiohead. OK Computer, number three. Nice. Tool, Anima, number two. And number one, no doubt, Tragic Kingdom. Can I be 100% nice. honest? <laughs> I'm a little bummed Spawn soundtrack didn't make it. You're all, uh, you did it wrong. Y'all did it wrong. I specifically told everyone last week not to vote for Incesticide, uh, so that's last. Got sixth. What did the Spawn soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, Foo Fighters came in seventh. Nirvana Incesticide was eighth. Rancid Outcome the Wolves, nine. My Bloody Valentine Loveless, ten. That, that, the bottom half of that list makes sense. I think public opinion has turned against the Foo Fighters, including my own. And I don't think a lot own. of people have listened to My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, they're not not that well known. Yeah. But they're great. Uh, you know what? For being the third round of this, this is a really good list. That's, what I'm, yeah. that's why like, we're doing so many yeah. of these. Like it's, It seems like you don't have enough. So we might still do hey, the fourth. Magic Kingdom. Tragic, Tragic. Kingdom. Fuck. <laughs> I can't believe it took me 21 years to figure yeah, this out. Yeah. Did anybody Mind Venmo blown. me a dollar? I want to know so that I can just post. How would we know? I don't know. <laughs> Did you say your phone is dead? Yes. Can I just give Why you, you a charge dollar? charge your phone? Because I don't have a charger. What kind well, of You want to just give it? me a dollar? I have a dollar out there. Does this transaction have to happen on camera or something? No. I have a dollar. The video's going up. Where do I put the link? Oh, my God. Uh, 
I feel like we should talk to Kevin about this. I hear him muttering. Vanessa, we need to talk about Kevin. Ah! (laughs) Hey, because it's a movie about a school shooter, and Kevin Uh, looks like a school shooter. Now, did he looks like a Euro DJ? Did Kevin possibly? (laughs) Did he release this album in the nineties? Because next uh, list cast. Kevin, what year is it when you release your album with Reverse Pangea? (laughs) 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 Holy shit! Wait, you got to just gloss over the phrase reverse Pangea? <laughs> Kevin Anderson, get in here. Kevin, mirror. Real, so is this Kevin Anderson of reverse Pangea fame? <laughs> no, future Pangea. Future Pangea. Oh, future Pangea. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Not as good. Obviously. Where do I, you, you want me to just stand? You, get on go mic, stand, bro. Go stand next mic. to Jeff. Come, come on, come over here. Go, yeah. squeeze next to, go squeeze next to Jeff. That'll be, you'll be Hi, easiest That'll to be see good. there. Yeah, what there we go. did... That track from Future Pangea Drop. Oh, from the EP Earthquake Weather? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Earthquake don't, Weather don't, EP. The yeah, seminal Earthquake Weather EP. <laughs> yeah, Bonus uh, content, interview uh, with Earthquake Weather EP's Kevin <laughs> Anderson. Probably 2011, I would guess. Oh, well, out, so wait, you were like a kid then? I was 21. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, we're fucking ancient. Yeah, I'm so old. I'm, I'm like, so somebody old. here was in college. Somebody dropped out of college for time. I had got when you were recording that album yes. when you were twenty one. Yes. I was uh, going through a divorce and about to retire from teaching. Oh well, like, we that's, doing the same thing. And now we're in the <laughs> same room at the same time. <laughs> yeah, making the same amount of money for this. <laughs> <laughs> that's painful. <laughs> you know, it hurts from hell's heart. I stab at me. <laughs> my purpose here can i go back to the comfy couch <laughs> you oh, no, sure no, no. can we need you to spit some bars that were on that album oh yeah do you have bars to spit from uh, earthquake K-bars? weather uh k bars is something that a few people that i don't care for call me uh <laughs> his actual rap, rap name was the sans sheriff was my rap name wait what, <laughs> what was it the sans sheriff sans sheriff yeah it was a typeface joke and an anti-authority it statement. sure is a typeface <laughs> joke that's pretty great but, and anti-authority, like that's yeah, yeah. a good mix. There's layers, bro. I was I was such a film major. <laughs> Yo, man, <laughs> call him a Kit Kat because his bars got layers. <laughs> oh, Give me a break. <laughs> oh my god. Well, this was fun. <laughs> All right. Let's Do we have anything happen. to plug before we get out of here, Vanessa? Oh shit, me. You're one of those people. Yes. I'm one of those. August 20th is going to be the second Avalanche. Uh, We'll have the lineup soon. It's going to be at the Resident in downtown Los Angeles. The first one was fucking amazing. Emily Maya Mills absolutely destroyed. Oh, great. Uh, Please come to the second one. It's going to be very fun. And there's really, Kevin's running away. There's a great Chile Verde potato. It's at an angle that you are still visible. You are still very visible. That's why I was visible. We were going to give you a plug, but now we ain't. And listen to Take a Walk. It's, I love it. Take a Jeff. walk by Pantera. I almost put vulgar display of power on my list. I didn't put mine on because you did, <laughs> and then I so I went elsewhere. Oh, I almost yeah. put melancholy too. Melancholy yeah, in the fifth sentence. Mint on cards the second Friday of every month. So August eleventh, come to beautiful uh, Burbank on Magnolia. Blast from the past uh, starts at seven thirty. Free show, food trucks, guys. You know the drill. Definitely make it out if you can. Uh, August 11th, August 12th, I'm going to be at Luck of the Draw at Nerd Melt, where we perform, and then we pick something out of a hat that then has to twist or alter uh, your set. Uh, Fine. So it's really, really, yeah, yeah. Good it's, times. It's, uh, it's pretty rad. Uh, and then, uh, I don't need to, I was going to I was about to promote the Live on Pops show. I was about to say yep. that. 
Yeah, August 23rd. The Alex Theater in Glendale. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. Show starts at 8. Caitlin Cutts, last time doing stand-up before she goes on baby leave. Oh, shit. I got to get her for take a walk before she goes. She's going to take that baby leave. Too late on the walk part, pal. Yeah, you might want to take a sit with Caitlin. We're going to sit. But Stop burping. <laughs> I get it. What? Take a sit. <laughs> <I> sh- <laughs> Sounds like making. <laughs> oh, cause poop. Like that. Like that awful. Oh my god, he said because poop. <laughs> I said uh, I worked on that O oh, sit, that extreme musical chairs. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, show. That's Very right. nice. Yeah, August twenty third, Alex Theater in Glendale. Caitlin Cut, Jeff May, Quincy Johnson, Leah K. Janey, and Mo Mandel headlining. I will be your host. And then we're doing that show every other week. It's free. It's going to be a damn good time. Come out to that. Uh, go to eventbrite.com and search for Unpops. And uh, you'll, you'll find it. And you can reserve a spot in case, in case there's a bum rush at the doors, which you know there will be. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be huge. And, you know, subscribe to the rest of our podcast on patreon.com slash Unpops. It's $5 a month. And so it's much a, good stuff. What do you do, like 40 podcasts a week now? We do like 60 or 70 episodes a week. I think it, it's so cheap now. We actually, once you subscribe, I think we technically owe you money back. It's like having solar panels and you're drawing so little from the... Uh, none of that's true. It's $5 a month. Yeah. That was all lies. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Vanessa, say goodbye. Bye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the KB Anderson rookie card, everybody. <laughs> Sand Sheriff, everyone. <laughs> With reverse Pangea. Wait, oh. future Pangea. Future, future star Pangea, everyone. Future star. Happy earthquake weather, weather everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.